0: Ala Harja, Shaw Jerry Adams Arish, August Morris Gratus, Go with Shivsa, Go Huntaker Fad. Michael Yore. So I was uh picking up on one or two maybe three important things that happened in the last uh week. And the first thing to mention is that uh, our friend Jesse Jackson has announced that he's stepping down as head of the Chicago-based Rainbow Push Coalition, which he founded. So Reverend Jackson has been a long-standing friend of Ireland and an advocate for equality and peace. And he's visited here many times and I've been fortunate to have had the opportunity to meet him also in the USA. During a visit to the North in 2011, the Reverend Jackson said, the pattern of communities struggling for freedom, justice and democracy is essentially the same. Where there's no justice, there can be no peace. As Dr King often reminded us, peace is not the absence of noise but the presence of justice. On his last visit in June 2017, Reverend Jackson opened the newly rebuilt Museum of Free Dairy, along with Faker McGuinness and Faker's mother, Bernie, Martin's wife. And he also visited Martin's grave. Four months later, he was, that is the Reverend Jackson, was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. You know, all of us as we get older are afflicted with all sorts of ailments, But the connection between Derry and the USA and the civil rights movement in both those countries is very, very clear. Not least in the story which the museum tells because it's dedicated to the civil rights movement, which drew inspiration from the African-American civil rights struggle. And Jesse Jackson was part of the leadership of that and was with Martin Luther King when he was assassinated in April 1968. And he's an iconic figure for all those across the world who struggle for civil and social and economic justice. So we wish him well. Despite uh, his stepping aside from the Rainbow Push Coalition, he and the coalition have made it clear that his commitment to civil rights is unwavering and he will now focus on teaching, ministers how to fight for social justice and continue the freedom movement. In 2020, Reverend Jackson sent a video message to the annual New York, New Belfast conference. He told his Irish and American audience, we're not going backwards. We're not going to give up. There's a sense of spirituality in our marches. It's a healing time. It's hope time. I stand with the people of Ireland and Irish Americans and Irish in Ireland. Frederick Douglass was there and I've been there. I look forward to coming to Ireland again. Please let me come back. I love you guys very much. Well, we love him too and we very much hope that he will come back for a visit. And until then, he has our solidarity, his family and all of those who work with him of our solidarity and our support. And incidentally, a statue of Frederick Douglass has been unveiled in Belfast next week, but more of that then. Incidentally, the uh the failure is starting and I thought I would just give you a wee brief insight. Now I'm not going to deal with all of the music and the crack and the various uh, entertainments and sports and all the community events, but just to give you a sense of their uh, discussion group, and I want I want to commend them. So the discussions start on the third of August, and all of this information is available on the Fela uh, website, and there are I think. Fifteen, what do we say? Thirteen, Debates and Discussions. And this title is, Join the Conversation. You don't need a ticket, it's free entry. All of the discussions and debates are in St Mary's University College on the Falls Road. And if you Google and Fubble, you'll you'll get the connection. So, on Thursday, Roadmap, sorry, on Thursday the 3rd, yes, Roadmap to a Border Pole. On the 4th, No neoliberal New Ireland, with Frank Connolly. Again on the 4th, The Road to a Progressive All-Island Education System. On Friday the 4th, and this is a, in my book a biggie, Gaze Lehala is at 5.30 again in St. Mary's. This is a group which has organised grassroots skills across the island to ask the Irish government to organise and plan for the future, including with a Citizens' Assembly. So that's at 5.30 on the 4th of August. Then Irish unity on the 7th of August. What What we know now, what we need to know. And Seamus uh, McGuinness and Edel Bergen will examine the strengths and weaknesses of the economies and societies north and south. Thursday the 8th, the disunited kingdom. Wednesday the ninth, can the case for the union be made? And this is Ian Marshall, Sarah Cregan and Judy Ann Johnson will consider the constitutional future. On the 9th, again, the role of the EU and Irish reunification. Again, on the 9th, and this is the 9th of August, the actual anniversary of uh, the internment day. The health and care of the nation. This is health care in a uh, new Ireland. Again, uh, Richard Humphreys talking about the need for accommodation uh, now. On the 10th, Thursday, Hard to Win, Alba Smith. Alba is a wonderfully motivational speaker and an activist, and she's a veteran of many, many, many successful social justice campaigns. Uh, There's a Youth Assembly on the uh, 10th, Our Voices Matter, hosted by the Constitutional Conversations Group. And then on the 11th, Media In a united Ireland and Richard Gallagher who's the author of a book published which this podcast looked at uh, recently screening Ulster Cinema and The Unionist. Richard will give a talk about the Irish media post partition and answer questions. What happens to the BBC? What happens to RTE? Screen Ireland? How will unionists be represented in the new media landscape. So that's giving you just a wee tip into the discussions and debates of Fela and Fubble. Now on a totally, well just as I mentioned RTE, uh, all the recent controversy surrounding RTE, the problematic payments and these are all public monies, a lack of transparency, questionable management, deeply flawed oversight, the blocking of GA games to the north, the GAA Go saga, the geo-blocking of the women's FIFA World Cup into the north and much more will have surprised few who have been watching the unacceptable behaviour of governments and RTE executives and management over many decades. And many will remember the failure of RTE over the years to hold successive governments to account, to expose the corruption within the political system or to challenge the golden circles And the elites. In addition, the partitionist mindset within sections of the RTE big shots that have dictated strategy and policy, especially since 1969, led some in that institution to think it was okay. And you, you, you were outraged by this, many of you. Thought it was okay to produce a map of Ireland that didn't have the North in it. The North disappeared into the Atlantic, and there was a new coastline running from Donegal to Louth. And worse, their reflections of life in this part of the island during the decades of conflict frequently bordered on the shameful and misrepresented the lived experience of nationalists and Republicans here under military occupation. Now, not all RTE staff follow that agenda. I've met many, many fine, firm minded and courageous journalists and others who do their best to inform and educate listeners and viewers. And I love some RTE programmes especially radio programmes. But Section 31, a poll imposed by the Fianna government in 1971, it's a censorship act, was ruthlessly applied, especially after the Labour Minister, Conor Cruz O'Brien, included Sinn Féin in 1976 among the banned organisations. Songs of a national character, some older than the state, were even banned from the airwaves. Champion activists who were witnessed to non-political events were banned also. Over the years, I've had many a run-in with the powers that B and RTE. On one occasion in 1993, I published a book of short stories, The Street and Other Stories. My publisher, Steve McDonough of Brandon, decided to go for a 30-second radio advertisement on RTE. The advert was as follows. This is Gerry Adams speaking. My new book is called The Street and Other Stories and it's on sale in good bookshops in 32 counties. Most of the stories are about ordinary people and everyday events and there's a fair bit of crack in them also. That's The Street and Other Stories and this is Jerry Adams. I think you might enjoy it. Slán. RTE refused to carry the ad and Steve took the case to the Dublin High Court. The former Labour Party Minister, Conor Cruz O'Brien, testified in defence of banning the advertisement. He claimed that my short stories were thinly disguised propaganda for the IRA. In his submission O'Brien argued that while the advert was not political the opening words would offend and corrupt the Irish public. I have in mind he said the opening words this is Gerry Adams speaking. The court, surprise surprise, found in favour of Conor Cruz, found in favour of RTE and found in favour of Section 31. In three years, 2026 RT will celebrate 100 years as a public service broadcaster. The new authority and the management need to demonstrate that they are in fact and in action a national broadcaster and a real public service broadcaster for all the people of the island of Ireland. All of us were uh, stunned by the news of the death of Sinead O'Connor. And I have been a long time fan of Sinead's wonderful, wonderful singing and of her music, of the songs she, she has uh, written and of many of the causes that she has uh, embraced. So I just want to, the family have asked for privacy. I just want to extend solidarity, McCove M- M- but while uh, you may ajan of clan August just chaila I actually learned an awful lot just listening to the radio and to the expanse of her songs of the music that she has recorded. Uh, you know, obviously, somebody who's grown up, or well, I was already grown up when 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 she came into prominence prominence is familiar with some of her iconic songs but you know she went from Scarlet Rivens to reggae to her own uh, writings to uh, all kinds of everything and some of her duets with the likes of uh, Shane McGowan and Christy, Christy Moore and, and others are just wonderful so august Tommy gohan go bass and another man, but this time at the age the fine age of ninety six died recently. that's Tony Bennett, and uh his death brought to an end a wonderful singing career which lasted over sixty years and uh i i in this podcast some time ago reviewed an album that he did with Lady Gaga cheek to cheek. It was a stroll through many old favorites like Anything Goes alongside more modern melodies. And I just, I just mentioned that because uh, it, these duets with modern, with contemporary singers brought him to a whole new audience. And when he recorded that with Lady Gaga, he was 94 years of age. Tony was also suffering from Alzheimer's, but you wouldn't know that from listening to him singing on that album. And he celebrated quite rightly for his decades of singing hit songs, but he was also a lifelong activist, a dedicated pacifist, and an advocate for social justice and for a cleaner environment. He marched with Martin Luther King in Selma, in Montgomery, in that big civil rights demonstration. He was also an acclaimed painter, whose work has raised millions for good causes. But it's a singer singing that most of us enjoy. And I had the good luck to hear him sing live a few times. And these were during conferences organized by the Clinton Global Initiative in New York. And he sang a few songs to round off some of those evenings. And I recalled one such event in my writings once before, but there's no harm to do so again. It was in Carnegie Hall, and it's long been my habit, as Richard McCauley will testify, for me to slip out of gatherings as quickly as possible. I used to slag Martin McGuinness for the slowness of his exiting from events. Getting you out of here is like getting a drunk out of a public house. I would berate him. And Richard McCauley is even worse than that. Me, once the business is over, I famoose. Lots of times by side doors or back exits. And so it was in Carnegie Hall. The main exits were blocked by the slow moving attendees, and all of us were buoyed up by Tony Bennett's closing performance. But as is my wont, I exited stage left, out of side door crooning, I left my heart in Bella Murphy. The side door opened up onto West 56th Street and from there it was only a matter of yards to the 7th Avenue and the Sheridan Hotel where we were staying. I was so happy at my good luck. At other times I successfully withdrawn from a gig only to be lost in a maze of corridors or back entries. Guess what? Standing on his own in the corridor leading to outside was Tony Bennett. I opened the door for him and he walked out as a limo eased up to pick him up. As he passed he saluted me and Richard McCauley. Good night, Mr Adams, he said. Good night, Mr Bennett, I replied. Star struck. Neve <laughs> a Arishon. So Shinai, Aharja, Shin and Shakun a Arish Enjoy the football up the kingdom. Slan August Bonakti. T.